Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and, of course, your wellness station. We have so much in store for you this week, and so I invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this Thank you so very much for staying with us right here on Healthy and Happy. It's, of course, your program produced by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM 91.1, 91.3, and, of course, 91.5. Now, this evening, I am particularly pleased, I am particularly delighted to welcome to studio Dr. Philip Brown. He serves as a consultant head and neck surgeon, and, of course, he has uh, practices both in the private and public sectors. Dr. Brown, welcome to Healthy and Happy, sir. How are you? Not bad. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Now, persons may be wondering, okay, what twist are we taking this week? What are we going to be focusing on? Well, uh, it's a little two-word phrase called sleep apnea. Have you ever heard it before? Well, before we get into the interview, Doc, there's something that I want you to answer for me. Um, you are, you actually go by another title. It's uh, Otola. Could you pronounce it for me, please? So it's called the Oto Rhino Laryngologist. Oto uh, is for air. Mm-hmm. Rhino is for nose. Mm-hmm. Laryngologist for throat. Okay. So it's Oto Rhino Laryngologist. And tell us what you do. All right. So basically, I deal with all medical and surgical conditions above your collarbone, mm-hmm. except conditions affecting the brain and the eye primarily. So I deal with uh, sinuses, mm-hmm. thyroid, neck masses, ear problems, both in adults and also in children. Okay. So basically any condition affecting above your collarbone, mm-hmm. um, except the eyes and brain. Okay, wonderful. Now, question to you listeners. Do you toss <laughs> do you turn do you snore do you wake up in a fog well it could mean more than just a bad night's sleep especially if it happens on a regular basis for many sleep apnea is to be blamed for these symptoms now you'd be surprised by how common this condition is and how it can affect you this evening we turn the spotlight on sleep apnea so doc of course i'm gonna ask you to define this term first. What is sleep apnea? So to understand sleep apnea, it's really a, a spectrum of a group of disorders that is called sleep disordered breathing. Mm-hmm. And actually stems from snoring mm-hmm. to obstructive, what we call obstructive sleep apnea. And what happens in obstructive sleep apnea, you have a, during sleep, mm-hmm. you have a temporary cessation or apneic, apnea mm-hmm. episode usually less than 10 seconds in which you have no airflow. So your oxygen levels goes down, your carbon dioxide level rises. Mm -hmm. And when this occurs, you basically um, get an arousal from Mm -hmm. sleep. And if this happens throughout the night, um, you'll have sleep fragmentation and ends not a proper sleep. Mm-mm. So, but it sounds dangerous, though. I mean, you're talking about a cessation of breathing. That means for, for for those who don't understand that big term, you stop breathing for roughly a couple seconds. What's the cause of this, though? All right. So the cause is uh, multifactorial. So 
it occurs both in adults and in children. So mm-hmm. in children, the commonest cause is due to enlarged adenoids and tonsils. Mm-hmm. In adults, it tends to be more multifactorial, but one of the number one reasons is obesity. Um, mm-hmm. With obesity, you get increased deposition of neck fat, mm-hmm. which reduces um, the breathing passages and which gets narrowed, especially during nights. Um, some persons may have issues such as um, sinonasal disease or sinonasal obstruction, which mm-hmm. may contribute to you having um, sleep apnea. But one of the number one risk factors are obesity. I can imagine that there are uh, several symptoms of sleep apnea. We probably would have listed, um, you know, a, a few in prior programs, previous programs. But um, what are some of the symptoms? All right, so some condition? of the common symptoms will be loud snoring. Hmm. I should mention that, you know, snoring can be, snoring is when you have vibration of the soft tissues in the hmm. throat. Um, it can be a normal thing or it can be one of the symptoms of sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Um, daytime somnolence, so that is persons during when they wake up, they don't feel as though they get a sense of though they have gotten a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And during daytime activities, they feel sleepy, poor concentration, poor memory. And this is, of course, very um, serious in somebody whose occupation depends on them being alert. Mm-hmm. So if you're a policeman who handles firearm, right. if you're a driver, because it has a, it has been um, related to motor vehicle accidents. If you're a pilot, you wouldn't wow. want your pilot having sleep apnea, <laughs> or even if you're in media, you wouldn't want to be falling asleep on on the job on the in job. an interview or in, in an I'm interview. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that snoring may be linked to sleep apnea, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean it yes. is sleep apnea. So you can have snoring occurring isolate as an isolated mm-hmm. um, arbitrarily uh, mm-hmm. or by itself right. or in combination with sleep apnea alright so friends of ours who are listening to this program if your husband snores or let me turn it the other way around if your wife snores don't tell her she has sleep apnea it's, it's not for you to diagnose which leads me to my next question um, that of diagnosis how is it diagnosed um, who should di- well I know that answer <laughs> how is yeah. it diagnosed yeah so um, diagnosis is a multi, what we call multidisciplinary. So you have me as ENT in one arm, but you do have mm-hmm. other physicians who partake in the diagnosis. So the diagnosis is based on, well, the standard test is what we call an overnight sleep study. Okay. So what is done, you have a sleep lab. Mm-hmm. We attach a lot of monitors to you to monitor your brain waves, your eye movements, your chest wall movements, your oxygen levels, CO2 levels. Mm -hmm. And from that, we can establish a number of things, Mm -hmm. such as one, the diagnosis of sleep apnea if present, two, how severe it is, and um, whether any intervention may help. The other things that we do is, so when you come to see me as an ENT, I do an interview. So um, I didn't mention this earlier, but Mm -hmm. if you're you're waking up gasping or choking for breath, um, some persons, because their mouth breathe, they mm-hmm. may wake up with dry mouth, sore throat, mm-hmm. or headaches right. um, as a part of the symptoms. So I, I do an interview, I check your occupation, the impact on your life. We do have um, screening tests, so mm-hmm. I'll mention them. Epworth sleeping test, which you can, E-P-E-W-O-R-T-H, which you can Google. Mm-hmm. And it's a scaling, it's a basically asks you seven questions and you grade yourself. And mm-hmm. if it's greater than 10, 
um, then there's a chance that you may have sleep apnea. There's one that I use in office mm. um, called Stop Bang. So basically, I ask the patient, do you snore? Mm. Are you tired during the daytime? Mm-hmm. Um, has there been an observed obstruction or witnessed better holding during mm-hmm. sleep? Mm-hmm. If you have high blood pressure, if you have elevated BMI, mm-hmm. if you're older than 50, so it's something that apart from being a lifestyle disease, tend to mm-hmm. be occur as you get older. If your neck circumference is for a woman greater than 40, for men 43 centimeters, and of mm-hmm. course the males. Okay. Those, those do, are some of the questions. Do you find that it's dependent on gender? So there's a gender bias, so you find it more common in males, mm-hmm. and males will present because of um, usually the partner complaints. Mm. So, but you you find that this thing um, affects relationships, though, Doc. I mean, yes, it yes it does. It does. So. Tell me some of the complaints you've heard. So the complaints: um, I have to sleep in the other room. Mm. I'm not sleeping in the bedroom, or the worst case scenario, moving out of house. Wow. So, it can be a sore point if mm. not dealt with mm. um, soon. What should somebody do if they suspect that they? have sleep apnea so they're told that they snore at night and and they present with the symptoms that lead um you to thinking that they have sleep apnea what should they do yeah so um i'd recommend you get it um checked out um the reason being um sleep apnea has negative health effects Mm. um can result in certain cardiovascular problems so hypertension and one of the things um, that can be um, pretty fatal is arrhythmias. Mm-hmm. I've had a few referrals from cardiologists for their patients who has who's been having arrhythmias that mm-hmm. they can't seem to control. W- what's that? What's, a, Sorry, what's arrhythmias arrhythmia? are really abnormal um, beating of the heart. Okay. So mm. the, the heart doesn't beat properly. The rhythm of the heart is irregular. Okay. That can cause can be fatal in certain cases, and also it can be a cause of certain neurovascular such as stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep apnea has been associated with that certain neurocognitive problems some memory issues depression um, dementia sorry dementia mm-hmm. and um, certain um, other medical problems diabetes mm-hmm. um, when diabetes. you say associated with as in it is usually those other issues that bring on sleep apnea no so as in a sequelae so untreated so mm-hmm. they looked on studies and look on persons who are untreated for sleep apnea right and they found that the incidence of these problems were higher. Okay. So it's not mm-hmm. something to be ignored. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't know it was that serious yes. at all. Well, if you're just tuning in, I'm having a discussion with Dr. Philip Brown. Uh, yes, by now you'd guess he's an ENT, right? But not just that. He's a consultant, head and neck surgeon. Um, Doc has practices all over the place. Um, <laughs> we'll, of course, hook you up with his practices closer to the end of the program. But we're talking about sleep apnea, sleep apnea. And for those who are just tuning in, Doc, just remind them briefly of um, what it is again. So it's really um, during sleep. You have a temporary blockage of your collapse of your breathing passages, re- resulting in uh, stop it, stopping or cessation of breathing or airflow. Mm-hmm. And this affects your oxygen levels and uh, your carbon dioxide levels and basically arouse from sleep. And if this occurs repeatedly during the, throughout the night, mm-hmm. you basically um, would not get a proper sleep. 
Okay. Now, we, we spoke a little bit about snoring earlier and we talked sure. about sleep apnea, but are they related to each other? Um, I know one is an indicator of the other, but yeah. what what is the total relationship between snoring and sleep apnea? They're on a spectrum of um, a big group, what we call mm-hmm. sleep, disordered breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one end is snoring and at the extreme end is sleep apnea. So what sleep apnea is, is that's when you start having the breathing issues along with um, during sleep, while snoring is just simply vibration of the soft tissues within your throat. Mm-hmm. So one, as I said, can be occur as an isolated event or as a part of the obstructive sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. So we tend to be, when, when you're having loud snoring, especially if it's new onset, we tend to delve in the history to see if there's an associated sleep apnea. So it's more common for, for men to snore, um, as you have indicated. Well, some women do. Um, adults in general are at um, a greater risk or probably they have higher probabilities where this is concerned. But what about children? Is it normal for them to, to snore? All right, so I wouldn't say it's n- it's abnormal, but the thing with uh, children, because they are prone to more um, viral infections, they tend to have enlarged tonsils and mm-hmm. to- and adenoids. Mm-hmm. They may have snoring um, mm-hmm. in in of it in of itself, which may not be anything sinister. Mm-hmm. However, we become concerned when it's associated with. Um, they are struggling to breathe at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they are more hyperactive. They may have new onset mm. bed wetting right. or if it's associated with um, certain issues or recurrent sore throats or mm-hmm. it's associated with um, hearing issues, then mm. we tend to be concerned that um, the snoring may be something pathological. I can imagine persons uh, listening right now saying, boy, you know, my spouse snores. Um, there must be a way to treat this condition. Um, how do we treat it? All right. So, um there are a varied amount of uh, treatment options. So for simplicity, I'll divide it into two groups. So mm-hmm. you have a, what we call a medical and you have a, a surgical. So the role of the ENT or myself is really the surgical arm of the mm-hmm. treatment. So in terms of the medical or the non-surgical arm, um, the first thing is weight loss. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the degree of obesity. Um, we refer you to have weight loss um, management, which can be done by a nutritionist or mm-hmm. lifestyle coach or dietary changes. First thing. Now there are some um, machines. So there's a machine called a CPAP machine, mm-hmm. which means continuous positive airway pressure machine. And essentially, what that is a big is a machine that keeps your breathing passages open whilst you're asleep. Mm-hmm. The issue with this machine, it is a bit cumbersome. It's mm. not very comfortable. You have a big mask on your face overnight. Wow. You know, masks is a. Mm. So you have to sleep in one issue. position, pretty much. To, yeah, basically. And um, it's not very cheap. Mm. Um, so the compliance rate for that is pretty low. Pretty low. Mm. Um, so persons may mention, they may see on the internet about nasal splints or what we call oral appliances mm-hmm. that basically keep the airway open. The studies don't really, have not supported their efficacy, but it's something that is used. Um, so from the surgical standpoint mm-hmm. so when you come into office to see me what i what my aim is to find out 
where along your breathing passages is uh, the the obstruction, right. right? And I do this with, through a number of um, maneuvers. So um, one of the benefits of ENT, I'm able to do what, what is called an endoscopy. Mm-hmm. So I put a camera, for example, up your nose. Oh, wow. That must be uncomfortable, though. No, it's tolerable. <laughs> it's tolerable. And basically what I'm able to do is through certain maneuvers is simulate mm. what happens in sleep. Okay. And then I can detect where the blockage occurs. So mm-hmm. I can then address the surgical procedures. So for example, some persons may have certain sinonasal disease, sinusitis mm-hmm. or allergic rhinitis um, that is contributing to the sleep apnea. So that can mm-hmm. be corrected with medication or with surgery. Some persons may have um, masses in the nose or mm. what we call septal deviation. So the septum is that bone in the middle that is deviated to one side. We can correct that with what we call a septoplasty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's at the level of the throat. So some persons may have enlarged tonsils or the, the, the palate may mm. be a bit bulky. So we trim those mm-hmm. to increase their airway passages. In um, other procedures, some person's tongue, mm-hmm. the back of the tongue is very bulky. So we actually have to um, reduce the bulkiness of the back of the tongue and that will increase the airway uh, mm-hmm. passages. So there are, there are a variety of um, procedures or options available. But as I said, um, after evaluation, we determine where the level of the blockage is. Is mm-hmm. that the nose? Is it the back of the throat? Or mm-hmm. where in the throat it is? All right. So remind me again, why did you choose to go into this field? I know this question is not on script, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just like, I'm sitting listening to you and I'm saying, okay, this is very fascinating. What, what, why did you choose this field? Um, this so field? ENT in itself um, is a very interesting a specialty that combines both medicine and surgery and requires a lot of intellect as well as well as skill set which mm. was what really what motivated me wonderful and to be honest it was a choice mm. between <laughs> gynecology or or ENT. or ENT so I'm led to ENT all right doc so um is there anything that a person can do for themselves if they have sleep apnea I mean sure yeah so so the main thing we'll, we'd, we'd, we will um, advise patients is, you know, lifestyle changes um, because it is a lifestyle disease. Um, so the older you get, the more weight you put on, then the more problems you have. So what they can do for themselves, um, weight loss, lifestyle um, management, and also um, seek mm-hmm. medical attention to get it diagnose don't just live with it and the thing is you may not see the immediate effects but the long-term effects is Mm. what we're trying to avoid Mm. okay um there are some interesting facts that i dug up on sleep apnea i'm gonna list about four of them and feel free to chip in um, anywhere you feel comfortable so point number one fact number one rather many people have sleep apnea but they don't know it do you find that this is generally the case yes or no Yes, um, as I said, and I think it has to be do with um, 
being aware of what mm-hmm. the symptoms are because most persons see for example snoring and said oh i don't think much of it mm-hmm. uh, but if you're seeing snoring and you're seeing breathing issues mm-hmm. person stop breathing or that having that you wake up in the morning you can't concentrate you don't feel mm-hmm. like you're sleeping you should get it checked out mm-hmm. and in fact um when i did study just out of the u.s um, when it's like they found like in men, 60 to 50%, mm. over 50s have mm-hmm. it, while oh. in women it's about 20 to 30%. So it's something very common, but it's mm-hmm. just unrecognized and underdiagnosed. Underdiagnosed. This one here, it may seem like depression, fatigue, or something else. Um, is this a reason that sleep apnea is possibly overlooked because other symptoms, it may it may resemble symptoms of other You're absolutely correct. Challenges? So part of the evaluation there are other conditions that can mimic the symptoms of sleep apnea so one of the mm-hmm. things when you come into office i try to eliminate these so for persons who are severely anemic low mm-hmm. blood count they can have similar symptoms mm-hmm. for persons who have certain endocrine problems so if you're hypothyroid mm-hmm. meaning low thyroid activities you can have similar symptoms if you have a certain heart conditions um, which you know heart failure mm-hmm. you'll have those symptoms if you're depressed <laughs> you will have those mm. symptoms. Similarly, medications, certain drugs, the side effects will give you some of the same symptoms of uh, sleep, sleep apnea. So the evaluation is very thorough to eliminate the other possibilities. So mm-hmm. that's a fact. And finally, um, I want to end on this point. You made the point earlier. You made it about twice since we've been speaking. But I want to really hit home at the listeners that this is something that you can do something about if if you struggle with it. Um, So the whole idea of weight loss, it can help since obesity is a huge risk factor. Uh, What about avoiding, uh, let's say, alcohol or other sedatives? Would this also contribute to a low risk of developing sleep apnea? As in alcohol usage, smoking. That is correct. I mean, those ad. I mean, those those in them of themselves um, increase the same uh, cardiovascular and mm-hmm. neurovascular risks. So the actual in patients who eventually develop sleep apnea, mm-hmm. these these um, we call it these activities actually worsen mm. their outcome, and actually those are the ones we may have to do operations on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Philip Brown, I am I'm absolutely um, enlightened this afternoon, this evening. I am thankful, sir, that you took time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule to be with us today. It's not the last time that you'll be with us, um, but we appreciate it wholeheartedly. There are persons who are wondering, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Um, and which, you know, how can they, yeah, they, they probably need to see an ENT because they, they have... They, they think they have sleep apnea or a family member has it. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so in the public sector, I'm based at the Kingston Public Hospital. Um, in the private sector, um, in Kingston, I'm based at uh, Barbican Business Medical Center. Um, in the, also in Kingston, I'm based mm-hmm. at Help Plus Associates at the Boulevard Super Center. Uh, for those in Portmore, I'm in West Trade Medical Center. And if you're in Linstead, I'm at Family Wellness Mercy. Medical Center. I, I can't keep up, Doc, but it is <laughs> that's a lot of practicing. If you Google my name, those offices will pop up and you just need to just call the office to mm-hmm. 
make an appointment. All right, no problem. So we're talking about Health Plus Associates Boulevard Super Center, uh, Barbican Business Medical Business Center. Medical Center. He, um, we're talking about private practices now, Linstead Family Wellness, Family Wellness Center, Medical and Portmore Center. West Trade uh, West Medical Trade. Center. All right, so between St. Catherine and Kingston, he pretty much covers the entire spot. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Philip Brown, thank you so very much. We appreciate your time. And of course, um, is there any final word that you'd like to say to those who are listening in relation to the topic? Sure. So obstructive sleep apnea uh, is a pretty common problem. And, you know, the, the main presenting symptom would be snoring. Mm-hmm. So do not t- ignore snoring, if it's especially if it's associated with breathing difficulties. Or if you're not getting a good night's sleep, it may be the silent killer. Mm-hmm. And, if, and the good thing is that if it's discovered, we can treat it effectively here in Jamaica. The expertise is here. Thank you so very much, Doc. Well, this is how we wrap up another episode of Healthy and Happy, of course, produced by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. We want to thank our entire production team, Elder Errol Vaz at the Technical Board. Yeah, we appreciate you, Elder Vaz. Keep, keep up the good work. And of course, um, yeah, everybody else here at NCU Media Group, God bless you. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy. Next week. So I will make room for you. I will prepare for two so you don't feel that you can't live here. Please.
schedule. You can 